MLM Nation, episode 481. How you have it in your head is probably not how it's going to play out, and that is okay. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today. She's a multiple six-figure owner. has an amazing, very interesting background, 20-year corporate executive, uh, and loved network marketing immediately when she first found it. We have Jenny Taylor. Hey, Jenny, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready. I am so pumped to be here with you today. Thanks for having me. Jenny Taylor was a corporate executive that fell in love with network marketing. In just two years... Jenny was able to leave her 20-year corporate career to work from home and finally be with her daughter. But her journey wasn't easy. She discovered she had these eight habits that was sabotaging her life. And But once she ditched those habits, that's when things started to go well. It took her then just only six years to make over a million dollars in the network marketing profession. And today, she's a multiple, multiple six-figure earner. You know, since then, her husband not only have made money, but done incredible things. Uh, they fully funded a safe house for trafficking kids in Thailand. They start a ministry for professional ladies. Uh, she serves on various boards. And most importantly, she retired her husband from a baseball agent business that basically he was on the road for half the time of the year, never got to spend time with the daughter, nor with Jenny. So today, Jenny and her husband live out in Wisconsin, USA. So Jenny, I've given Emma Nation kind of a long intro, but sh- tell us about what did you used to do and who introduced you? How did you discover network marketing? Uh, I was in marketing and PR, did uh, right out of college, went into public relations and loved my career. Uh, I really struggled with fertility, and I think that's part of why I just threw myself into my career. I uh, worked directly for CEOs, so we're doing media tours. Uh, yeah, that was back in the day when corporate was a lot of fun, and there were huge marketing budgets before the economy took a real turn. Um, so I was living the life on corporate jets and helping our CEOs get press and doing media tours and all that good stuff. But it was, I was working a lot of hours, I will say that. <laughs> so who uh, told you about network marketing? How did, you, how did that person approach you? Um, I learned about it through Facebook. Thank you, social media. I am so grateful for social media. It was actually my husband's cousin who he had never met, but for some reason we were connected on Facebook. He comes from a really big family. And she was reaching out to me through Facebook, and I, of course, did what most of us do, thought there is no way this woman knows how much money I make. There is no way she knows that I'm educated. Why would I even think about this industry? And little did I know it was going to change my life. I really knew nothing about direct sales. I knew I had a perception about the industry that it was for people that, um, couldn't make it in corporate America. It was not for people. It wasn't career type money. I really thought it was a hobby. And so I had a, once I learned the facts, I jumped in um, very quickly and was very hopeful that it was going to be my way out of corporate America. How did your perception change? You said you learned the facts. How, where did you learn those facts? 
Well, through, um, you know, she was reaching out back and forth on Facebook and, you know, there's, there's not a lot that can be shared through messenger that really caught my attention. But when I got on a call with her and she started walking me through the reality of who the company was, who the company wasn't, um, I was surprised. I was very surprised that it was a reputable company with reputable products. Um, and I, you know, I come out of the branding world, so I understand how difficult it is to, um, to, to create a significant brand. I got that, that, that was my world. So I really saw it very quickly. Uh, I had a lot of fear, you know, I had no clue if I would be good at it or if I would be able to do it, but I had, confidence that the vehicle worked simply because of what the people that had gone before me had accomplished. And so one of the persons that was on the call, it was a, you know, a typical kind of three-way call that most companies do. She had earned six figures in six months. And so when I heard that, obviously that's real money, you know, coming from a career, I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that people were making real money in this industry. And I immediately thought, well, if she can do it, why can't I do it? She didn't have a background in network marketing. So those types of things really spoke to me. And then um, then I had to learn, <laughs> you know, that it's like you're thrown in. It's like, what is this? I have to learn a whole new industry. But um, I'm so grateful, so grateful I got on that call um, because I think had I not got on the call, uh, I would have my perception would not have changed because through messenger, it's pretty difficult to explain the facts and really have a dialogue with somebody. So why did you reply back to your cousin, especially you never met her before? Didn't you find it weird? Like, uh, and what was she posting? Like, did, did, so, did you see her post or she just reached out to you code? No, I reached out to her. She was a photographer by trade. And so, you know, I was a soon to be new mom. And what do new parents want to do? Take awesome pictures of their kids. And I had this great camera that I didn't know how to work. So I was like, okay, are you willing to teach me some basics so I know how to work this awesome camera that I have so I can get some really great pictures of our soon to be baby? And she was absolutely so she she did she did it perfectly. She served me. She helped me. She didn't try to sell me right out of the gates. But through that connection, she started sharing and asking things like if I was excited to go back to work after my maternity leave and that sort of thing. And of course, I was not. <laughs> and so I opened the door. I mean, you know, beautifully for her to share what she was doing Um and I shut down. Honestly, every time she tried to talk about it, I just shut down because I, I didn't understand. But she also was faithful in reaching back to me, which I think is so important in our industry where, you know, we have a solid follow up system in place and we continue to educate people because I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I'm so grateful that she didn't take my silence or me not wanting to go any deeper with her negatively or as a sign not to continue to try to have a conversation with me. How did you do it once you got started? So, uh, you know, you come from a successful corporate and you was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. How was your first couple of weeks like? Um, hard, <laughs> you know, I learn anything learning. I, well, two things. I think I was, um, very nervous about what my network was going to think about me and, um, scared of my reputation. 
which was something I had to work through with mindset and get over. And um, I had within my first 48 hours of joining, I had two people join me in business. And I also had one person quit within the first 48 hours. And so that, you know, we all know that people quit in this industry, but typically you're not exposed to it within your first 48 hours. You know, I hadn't even really gotten you know, product on my face, (laughs) let alone, you know, any grounding to what I was doing. And so that shook me a little bit. Um, But my leaders were great in walking me through just letting me know it's normal. This wasn't going to make or break or determine my success. It was just a normal thing that happens in the industry and we keep going. So, um, you know, I had a, I didn't go as fast as I wanted it to go. But I, when I look at my career in direct sales, I, I can't complain about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely changed our life, completely changed our life. Um, Let's, definitely not as fast as I thought. Yeah. Well, you did pretty fast. Two hours, you know, uh, got two new consultants in 48 hours. But you also had someone quit very even quicker. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. a great story. Sign up to and have one quit in 48 hours. So you still end up with at least one. <laughs> exactly. Um, you don't hear that story very often. Um, so maybe you want to talk, touch upon the eight habits. Uh, you said you, you discovered eight habits that were sabotaging you. How did you discover these habits? Uh, first of all, what are they? How did you? How did you become aware of them? I start. You know, as I started moving, I, I think when this really started hitting me was when I left corporate America and started working full time for myself out of my home and really digging into personal development. Um, you know, when, while I was working full time and building this, I didn't do a lot of personal development. I was just head down on a mission. I, you know, it was very ugly for two years doing whatever I could do to build it because, you know, my daughter was in daycare. It was just, it was, it was tough. But when I left corporate and had more time and started really digging into the whole idea of I'm only as good as I am as a leader, like I have to become a better version of myself. I started realizing that I had a lot of bad habits that stemmed from what I learned through corporate America. And I think the best summary of it, if I was going to say an overarching would just be a win lose mentality versus a win win mentality. And, you know, in corporate America, there is one promotion, there is one top dog. And we were constantly battling for who was going to get the promotion, who was going to be top person. And in this industry, it's the exact opposite. There is room for everybody at the top. And so I had to learn that it is okay. I'm not competing with my sister right alongside of me or anyone within my organization or up my line, across my line, down my line. And that was a whole new concept for me because in corporate we were not only competing with one another, we were pitted against each other to compete. And so I had a lot of things that needed to, a lot of mindset shifts that had to happen. Um, And when you're, when you come from a win-lose mentality, you also come from a place of um, scarcity where you think there's really only one spot or, you know, if you don't do it the fastest, if you don't do it in this time frame, if you don't hit a certain milestone within this, and that's not the way this industry works. You know, there is room for everybody and everybody's journey looks a little bit different. 
And there's not one that's better or worse than the other as long as people are moving forward. And that was a whole new world for me, whole new world for me. And it all stemmed from that personal development that we know is so important in our in, in this space. And honestly, when I started and I heard people talking about that, I thought, I who has time for that? Like, I need a paycheck. <laughs> I, I need to build this and do a paycheck. And what I realized was we have to make time for that. That has to be our priority and all the rest will come which is really opposite of what I learned, so. Yeah, you know, uh, talking about the corporate, like uh, in corporate, the person above you, right? Uh, you yeah. never make more money than the person above you. Right? Never. never. right? I mean, you can get a raise, you can move up, but that person can move up more. But on this business, yep. you can have a downline that outranks you. Yeah, right? and, and it's and it's not a bad thing, you know? And, right. But with that corporate mentality, because really, if I'm doing my job really well in network marketing, I'm helping my organization succeed. I'm, I'm pouring into them and giving them the tools that they need for them to go as fast or as slow as whatever makes sense for them rather than me saying, I have to stay ahead of them. I have to stay ahead of them. I, I've got to do the journey that's right for me and my family based on what our vision is, based on what our mission is for our life. And that's going to look different from everybody coming in. Um, so that's, it's just a completely different mindset than the way corporate is. And you know, I, I, it took me a while to realize that nobody could hurt me in direct sales. You know, I, I felt like if I didn't have certain relationships or if, you know, if I wasn't talking to my upline all the time, you know, and it, it's because in corporate relationships, they made or, you know, you were made or broken by them. And in here, it really isn't. I mean, of course, you want collaboration and unity. But if you don't have that, you still can succeed as long as you're within a good company and you follow the system. That was a whole shift for me. Um, and, you know, with that mentality, there's a lot of politics that are played because people are trying to politically build relationships as opposed to really locking arms with people and growing together and realizing that it's okay where people's journey falls. Let's go over these uh, eight habits. So what are these eight bad habits that you discovered? Um, so I'll go over a couple of them for you. One of them is perfectionism. You know, I really learned that entrepreneurs aren't worried about perfectionism, that they, they often will produce lousy work and they're okay with that. You know, they're okay. They understand that through activity, through action, you're going to get clarity and you're going to get better at what you do. In the corporate world, you know, you would not go to a meeting without every I dotted and every T crossed. And, you know, you were mortified if there was any mistake in anything that you did because everything was critiqued through such a critical lens. And in this world, we do it bad before we do it good. I mean, you know, we're we're out there leading calls. I, I you know, we, we have a model where it's see one, do one, teach one. And boy, by the time you're doing your first, you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But you do it bad. And through that process, you get good. And so that was a whole new world for me, letting go of feeling like I had to do it exactly right and perfect. And then another one was... Um, you know, entrepreneurs are really good at focusing on their strengths and not focusing on their weaknesses and being very clear with people. This is where I excel. And um, maybe my sideline sister is a really good compliment to me. 
where in corporate, you never wanted people to know what you were weak at, because if they knew where you were weak, that's where they would poke holes at you. That's where they would pull the rug out from under you. And in my organization, we do something called strength finders, where we're very open, like here's, here's where I am good. Here is where I'm not good. But then making sure we surround our leadership team with all elements and so that together we're a much stronger unit than trying to do everything ourselves. So those would be a couple of examples of just lessons learned and learned the hard way, honestly, because, you know, when you try to build direct sales through a lens of win-lose, you get a culture that is very entitled, um, you know, close, not wanting to collaborate. And I saw elements of that very early on and had to do some shifting. And, you know, I think some of the best advice that I got early on, I was talking to a couple of my regional directors and I just said, what are the watchouts in this industry? And there were two things that he brought up to me and he said, one is going to be whatever a person has in their heart when they start this business when they start to make a lot of money, it's exaggerated. So if, if their heart is full of greed, negativity, the kind of that nastiness, you're going to see that accelerated. But if their heart is full of abundance and giving and serving, you're going to see that maximized. And then the other thing that he said was that mo a lot of people get into the industry, find success early on, and they end up over-living you know, they, they work so hard to get themselves out of a corporate job and then they overspend and they're maxed out on their finances because they weren't smart about it. And I really saw some of that play out when early on in my organization, when I looked around, I was like, I built this culture that is really negative, but I have the power to change it as well. And if I thought about my organization 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and who were the type of people that I wanted to be surrounded with? It was different from how I was leading, and it had to start with me, which was really scrubbing those win-lose habits out and really focusing on win-win, abundance. There's enough for all of us. You know, we all can succeed. We all can work together, and we don't have to be perfect through the journey. So. Yeah. Earlier, you had mentioned about when you first started, uh, you were scared of your reputation because you were yes. very successful. How did you overcome that? Well... I think, you know, with anything, having wins along the way and finding success along the way helped, you know, um, and I, I didn't know that I was doing this, but my, one of my friends, actually, she's a partner of mine and she, she's one of my partners that didn't join me for three years. You guys, you hear about how important follow up this gal. And she is someone that was in my corporate network and she was on my dream team list and she was one of the first people I called and she did exactly to me what I was afraid of. You know, she said, you of all people, you're better than that. Why would you stoop to that level? And I didn't know at the time that I was doing this, but you know, when you have a strong drive, I had a very strong drive to be home with my daughter. I had a very strong conviction to change my life. And I knew that with my corporate path, my life wasn't bad, you guys. I mean, I it was a great career, but I, I was upside down when it comes to time. I worked all the time and had very, very little free time. And when I had, when I thought about the type of parent that I wanted to be, 
it was the opposite of that. It was very hands-on, very active, very involved. So I knew what I knew what the future looked like if I stayed in corporate, and it wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't really where I wanted to go. And so as I was working through the mindset, I constantly reminded myself of where I was going. And I would constantly ask myself, is it worth it? And I would say yes, every time. And, you know, I had a visual of my daughter on my phone as that constant reminder, and it was worth it to me, even if people thought I was crazy. Um, and she reminded me, you know, she has joined me now in the business. She's doing really well. She's one of my strongest partners. And she reminded me that I was very confident with my words and what I spoke, even if I hadn't had the success yet. So I very early on, I would say I will retire myself from my 20 year career in two years. And I would always finish that with and I'm well on my way. (laughs) You know, I was well on my way. I was doing it. I was making it happen. And, you know, I think you have to speak that into your world and believe it regardless of what people are saying to you. And if you are part of a company that has anybody that has had success, you can do that. You can build the life that makes sense for you if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to learn the system. And so, I, you know, I think it's important for people to be confident in that, even when you don't feel it or see it yet. And so that's what I did. How long, how long were you into the business until uh, it really took off for you? Um, you know, I would say... Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like things really took off. Well, in all reality, I did, I did this timeline and I think this is interesting about this business too, at least my journey. Anytime before I've had a big bump in momentum, I usually go backwards, which is this almost silent period, almost refining waiting period, which is really difficult to go through. But one of them was right after I left corporate. And you talk about kind of questioning, oh my gosh, I've blown it. What did I do? I left too early. I'm not stable yet because business, um, it softened right after I left corporate. And it was soft for about six months, but then it took off like wildfire. I think we grew by 75%. And so I really would like to encourage your, your viewers, your listeners, to understand that this is a long-term game and that you can't you can't base your entire career on a season because we have seasons that are soft but if you are faithful in what the income producing activity is and Simon you say your DMO you know if you are faithful in those not the stuff not the busy work but you're faithful in the things that are going to build your paycheck your business will grow it really will. So even when it doesn't look like it, <laughs> I've had so many of those seasons where it's like, I'm in one of those seasons right now where it's like, oh man, but I, I get excited about them now because I know I'm right on the verge of, of really big momentum and really good things. So I love that. And I want to have that in the recap afterwards. You can't base your entire career in a season. So, you can. So good. So good. Because the season just repeat. Everything that goes down will go back up. And then, but yep. overall, the trend goes up. You know, it does. Like your business will if go up doing, and go back down. If you're doing the income producing exactly. activity, you know, and I think some people get stuck in, I'm doing everything. And it's like, okay, you're playing on social media. You know, you've got, you have to make sure 
And every company has them, you guys. So make sure you know very clear in your mind what are the activities that are going to build your paycheck and stick to that. How did you build a business? Uh, you, you didn't go full-time right away. You were still working, right? Yeah. So you were a busy corporate executive. How did you have time to do the business? So in the beginning, I took a step back and really looked at, you know, I'm a big believer in we all have the same amount of time in a day, right? It's how, how we use it. So I just took a step back and, and really, I did a time journal for, it was, I want to say a week or two weeks to figure out where is my negotiable time? Because everybody has negotiable time. Even though I was working, I had negotiable time. So where were those pockets? Which one, where was I going to do the business? And once I identified that, they became non-negotiable. So those pockets, and they were very small, you know, my commute to work was five minutes, but I used my commute to and from work very diligently to either make a call or do a follow-up call. I never took a lunch when I worked corporate because I, I, I really do love to work. I'm, I'm wired that way. And so I usually would work through lunch. When I started my business, I started taking lunch because obviously every employee has that right to do that. And I started working my business for that lunch hour very diligently. Um, what was off limits was once I got my daughter from daycare, our evening routine, that was completely off limits because I didn't have a lot of time with her. And so then I would pick up back up after she was in bed and I would do some work to get my day set for the next day. Uh, and I often refer to that time, you know, I felt um, frazzled and crazy during that window. But this is what I remind people that it's a season. And this was another thing that I learned that entrepreneurs are good at looking at life through a lens of seasons rather than, um, you know, balance or trying to do everything perfect. And I knew that I had a season that I needed to build this to where I could get out of corporate. And I didn't, my, I wanted it to be two years. I didn't know if it was going to be two years, but anything is doable for a season, you know, and I gave up TV for that season. That felt like a huge, huge uh, sacrifice at the time. But, you know, when I look back, it wasn't a big deal. So, you know, I think people need to really look at where is their negotiable time? Where are they going to fit it in? Because we all can find time to build a business. We really can be very diligent about that and don't compromise it. That was off limits um, and give up some things that you have to give up and know that it's going to be a season, mm. not forever, just a season. What was your worst moment? This is my favorite question. What was your worst moment in network marketing to the point maybe you even had regrets? Like, why am I doing this? Uh, oh my gosh. So... There's been so many of them. I think one of the things that I wasn't prepared for on this journey is how much you learn about yourself and how there's things that you learn about yourself that are kind of ugly. And you think, I didn't realize I did that. I didn't realize that I had that tendency. I wasn't prepared for that because in corporate, we were never encouraged to become a better version of ourselves, we were encouraged bottom line, you know, we had some very bad leaders in corporate, it didn't matter if they were performing. And so I think, you know, I've had many moments where I look around and just go, ah, um, and one of them was the culture shift. I think that was a real big moment for me thinking, looking around and going, I built this entitled group, I built this group that is full of gossip and 
you know, and one, I think the lesson that I learned through that is one personal accountability. Um, it would, you know, it's easy for us, especially people coming out of corporate to point the finger and kind of blame and place the blame somewhere else or be critical of all the elements that impacted it instead of going, I got to own this. I have to own this. And now what can I do to change it? What can I do to make a difference? And, it's humbling, you know, super humbling. And I think there's so many and so many moments in this business that are massively humbling. Um, but they're all good. You, you know, through kind of that ugly, we become so much better. Um, but man, it's hard when you're in the middle of a hard lesson. So you said, your group, you said your group was negative because of you. What did you do to turn it around? I think that's when I really started digging into personal development, really started understanding how much I was projecting win-lose and negative competition and um, those habits that I had from corporate. You know, I really was unaware. And that's not a cop-out. I really was unaware because, you know, you spend 20 years in corporate, at least the companies that I was at, that was very normal operating. That's how we operated. And of course, if you're operating that way, you're going to build an organization that is toxic and that is scared and fearful and gossiping, you know, and that's exactly what I built. And so one, it was identifying it, it was taking accountability and then really doing the soul searching and going, okay, what is it in me that is doing this? And that's when I started to really peel it back and learn like, whoa, I have some bad habits, perfectionism, um, afraid to delegate, you know, afraid to make a mistake, um, you know, so many different things. And then really just learning. I, I think anything in this business, in this industry starts with us. We have to become a better version of ourselves, and, you know, if I wanted an organization that didn't gossip, I had to stop gossiping. If I wanted an organization that was going to be abundant, I needed to learn to be abundant and share and not be afraid to share things that I had learned with sideline sisters or up or down or whatever. Um, if I wanted a group that wasn't entitled, I had to learn not to be entitled. I really thought when I came in here that my, my line owed me everything, hmm. you know, because in corporate, your boss, you know, they owed you stuff. And that's not how it works here. Um, so I just, I had a lot of those things that I needed to learn. And I, I call it, I refer to it as scrubbing corporate out of me. And I feel like I'm still scrubbing corporate out, but I'm quicker to identify it now and quicker to go, okay, what is that? And is that really helping me, uh, my mission and my vision of the type of people I want to be surrounded with? How I want to set my, set my team up for success um, how I want them to feel about the organization they're building. Um, and, you know, that's a lifelong journey, I think. Yeah. Because as we get better, what, what's that saying? You know, as you know more or as you, as we understand more, we do better, you know. And that's very true. You know, as we learn, learn things differently, see it through a different lens, we can be a better leader and a better version of who, where we started and, I'm definitely so different today. And I know 10 years from now, I'm going to be totally different, you know, just because I'm in this. I am leaning in and letting God scrub out the junk <laughs> that needs to be scrubbed out. So 
Hey, MM Nation, here's a new type of MM training event that we just started. Now, you all know, if you listen to many episodes of MM Nation, the turning point for almost all top leaders was at an event. And right now, we have the new type of event, the BYOB Workshop. This is MM Nation's Build Your Own Business Workshop. And how this is different, because you can forget taking notes, because you're going to get results instead. We're going to prospect together and get results immediately. So we don't focus just taking notes and learn, 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 because you probably know a lot already. We are doing, going to do some training, but most of the time it's going to be me and you prospecting together. And if you're stuck, you actually get to ask me. I'll tell you what exactly, how to reply back to your prospects. Uh, we've done a couple of these in 2018. We got amazing results, and we're expanding to different cities. If you're interested, right now we have early bird pricing. You can get up to 50% off. And if you're an insider member, you get an additional 30% off of these uh, after the early bird price. Just head over to mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Okay, mlnation.com slash BYOB, and I'm excited to be prospecting together with you and get results for you that day. So it's not taking notes and going home. We can prospect and build, grow your business in one day more than you have it done. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Jenny, you've been amazing. As we go towards the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. okay. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Oh, I wrote this down and I want to make sure I get it right. I am a huge fan of Dr. Henry Cloud. If you're, if you haven't, haven't found him yet, he is amazing. Um, one of my favorite quotes is an excuse is a way of promising ourselves We will have the same issue again. Hmm. I love that. I love it. That is good from Dr. Henry Cloud. Uh, yes. wrote a couple good books about leadership there uh, yes. and letting things go. Next question. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Habit? Yes. Oh, um, accountability. You know, I think owning the piece that we own um, is huge in this industry, huge in becoming a successful network marketer. When you say accountability, is your personal accountability or do you have someone that holds you accountable? I have both. You know, I think you have to learn how to personally hold yourself accountable, which is something not, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't used to motivating themselves, holding themselves accountable. And then also I have accountability partners. I think that is so powerful. And that was something that I had to learn because that was, you know, that's, that's a vulnerability that you wouldn't show in corporate where maybe you were struggling to do a piece of the business that you know you needed to do. So yeah, accountability is huge. What's the best piece of advice that you ever received? Um, I mean, man, this is a tough one, but I really do value the advice that I received from my regional about whatever's in the heart is just going to accelerate the more money that you earn. And I think it's such a great testimony of why we need to work on ourselves and get ourselves right so that we can be a really good steward as the finances start to compound, because we know this industry is very powerful that way. And um, I would hate to get trapped in some of the, the temptations, you know? And so I think it's just having your heart right and really understanding that um, there's a lot of areas that could be tempting to go down a bad path. Definitely. So, What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? 
Do you give out samples? Do you like to do a Zoom or send a, a video link? What do you like to use? Video link. Love video. Um, I'm kind of an introvert extrovert. And so being able to have a connection through video, but not necessarily over coffee face to face. I love it. What is, uh, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? I, you know, we do, we do a lot with video. And so anything video, whether it's Skype, Zoom, live, you know, going in live in one of our team groups, I just am a big fan of video. I think it's so much more personable than texting or, um, I love video on Facebook instant messaging, you know, I send people birthday messages through a quick little video and they love it because it just feels so much more personable. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Um, my favorite book of all time is going to be the Bible. And I love John Maxwell's version of it. He's, John Maxwell has a leadership Bible that is incredible. Um, but I also love Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud. And the, I learned some really valuable lessons in that book of the importance of relationships and who you surround yourself with and that it's okay for some relationships to end. Um, and that, that was a tough lesson in this industry for me. But that, that book is really, really good. Yeah, I vouch for that book. Too. I actually read it like earlier this year. Really, really good. And I mean, really good book. As a leader, we don't like to end things, but things that there are a lot of things that need to end. Yes. That would take us. Yeah, very, very good. Here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready? Yes. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. But you had, okay. So you didn't know your husband, didn't know your daughter, but you had your, all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. And you scrubbed away those habits, right? So what's, one, what's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? Um, I would make friends. I would make authentic friends. You know, I think in, when I started this and coming out of marketing and PR, you know, we tried to be everything to everybody. And what I've learned in this business is it's okay not to be everybody's flavor. It is okay to really just be who you were meant to be and let the people that are meant to be your people, your people, and not force the others. And I think that comes when you really get comfortable in your own skin. So I would look to make genuine, authentic friendships and let it unfold from there. Where would you go to meet these friends? Ah, probably just doing the stuff I love to do in life, you know, um, being a mom to my daughter and doing all the things I love to do. You know, I, that's such a freedom that I didn't have working so many hours that now my job is to get out of the house and do things I love and meet people. So, you know, if I want to take an art class, take an art class. If I want to, you know, go work out, go work out, just do the things that set your soul on fire, genuinely meet people and let it go from there. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then uh, what's the best way listeners can connect with you, Jenny? Um, I think best piece of advice is just enjoy the journey, you know, take the pressure off yourself, give yourself a ton of grace, give people around you grace and know that how you have it in your head is probably not how it's going to play out. And that is okay. That doesn't mean you're not meant for this or that you're not going to have success. And then people can find me on, um, I'm under, she does grace. Jenny Taylor. She does grace is my business page. Um, that's what I am on Instagram and um, I try to really give people inspiration, you know, showing people how they can have 
do network marketing and keep God first is really what I'm all about. So, Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. And today, you may hang out with Jenny Taylor. So keep <laughs> up the momentum and go to MLNation.com and just type in Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y at the search bar. And the show notes or the nuggets of wisdom that Jenny shared will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and network marketing, you must help others. So Jenny, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Jenny, and God bless you. Thank you. Such an honor. Bye, you guys. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan. We'll recap and review from a great show from Jenny Taylor. I think this is one of the most unique episodes we've done because we really talked about someone who is very successful in corporate and the transition from uh, corporate to being an entrepreneur and a lot of the habits and the mindset shifts that you need. Um, really good stuff. And so let me go over go over real quickly from top to bottom. Number one, the importance of follow-up and social media, you know, and providing value. She got started in the business. Uh, again, there's never a bad prospect, just the right time uh, for the right prospect, right? And if your prospect says no, there's no... It's probably the wrong time. For Jenny, it was the right time. She just had her daughter. She was open-minded. She was in maternity looking for transition. And her cousin, who she never even met before, helped her provide value into photography and just follow up and follow up. Didn't give up on her. And that's how she got started. Right, And her perception of network marketing changed because of the three-way call. Listening to the expert, you know, leverage your team and use that expert. You know, Jenny um, Bajard, the show, talked about the habits, uh, you know, the win lose mentality from corporate America, perfectionism. I know this is something that affected me. I want to be perfect. You know, entrepreneurs, we succeed when we fail because we learn quicker. And it's really about how quickly you can fail. And it's kind of like the cycle. The more quicker you can fail, the quicker you learn, adapt. And it applies to a business. You know, our insider members who I prospect together every day. By the way, if you're interested in being an insider member, you can go to mlnationinsider.com. You know, when we go prospect together, the ones who grow the fastest are the ones who just go out there. And, you know, some, a lot of times they say the wrong things, but they learn really quickly. I mean, they have questions, they post them in our group, and I, and I guide them in the conversations, give them feedback. They learn a lot quicker that way. So you can't be perfect. You got to fail fast. And learning to focus on your strength, on your weaknesses, learn to delegate and trusting is sharing you know, corporate America, a lot of times it's like, hey, I got something I'm not going to share with anyone. But it doesn't work in this business. It's about sharing. And the cool thing is, you know, where you can out earn your upline. Not unlike corporate America, where you never earn more than your boss, here you can out earn your upline. You can get started. You know, for me, I got started my company. The company was like an old company, 11 years. Talk about old. All right. That relatively, it was old 11 years. It wasn't a new company. I definitely wasn't at the top of the chain, right? Top of the. I'm calling these, you know, I'm using these words that are like the pyramid scheme, get top of the chain, top of the pyramid. I definitely wasn't there, but it's based on your productivity. And I, I'll earn a lot of, I've earned a lot of people who came in way, way before I did. And that's the beautiful part about network marketing. So, uh, yeah, a lot of this mindset, it's all about, you know, we're talking about on our website, the three A's to success, attitude, action, accountability, attitude, the way you see things, your mindset, you got to take on, if you're stuck, you got to take ownership of it. And just what Jenny did, she took ownership of what she was doing wrong. And then she, when she changed it, then that's when her business started taking off. You know, she shared with, um, walk 
two things that really got to be careful about her mentorship. Number one is whatever person you're going to be, that's what's going to be exaggerated, accentuated, right? And then we talk about like, you know, is money, uh, is this the same with money? Is money good or bad, right? It depends on your values. If you're a bad person, more money is going to make you worse. Network marketing success will make you worse person. But if you're a person with good values, you're going to make you better. That's why your character is so important. And the second thing is don't live beyond your means. A lot of leaders, unfortunately, do that and get themselves into a bigger rat race. And thank you, Jenny, for bringing that up. And a lot of other things. Can't You can't build an entire career on a season. And in the, as an entrepreneur, it's a season. Right? What season are you in? Maybe you're a you're great season, then keep up, keep going, go fast. If you're in a tougher season in your life, um, in tougher season in your business, keep going. Because it will bounce back up. You got to be faithful in that DMO. Just keep doing the work, doing the work. And the entrepreneurs look at life at like the seasons, you know, and anything is doable for a season. Let's focus and work on that. Um, Jenny talked about when her group was negative. Again, it's her responsibility, right? Uh, having that mindset. And you just got to be a better version of yourself. Challenge yourself. Be a better version. If your group is negative, it's always a reflection of who the leader is. It's a reflection of you. You can now maybe you say your upline is being negative, but so you step up and be that leader, right? Be positive. It's not working with your team. Never blame. Take uh, you know, that's leadership. Take a hundred percent ownership, right? We're not entitled. We're none of none of us entitled. Be willing to share. Be entitled. Just you gotta do the work. No one's entitled, and be always positive and keep going, leading by example. You know, you have limited time. Jenny has limited time. She's a busy corporate executive, but we all have time. It's negotiable time, right? Like she started um, fitting the business during her work hours. She gave up TV. These we all have negotiable time. We all have like thirty minutes to an hour a day where important where we can build a business. Um, Jenny was also accountable. She had, you know she was accountable to what she said she did. She made herself accountable and also had has other people holding her accountable as well. And the last thing I love it uh, what she said: enjoy the journey and give yourself grace because that is what. Uh, this business is about. It's all about the journey. It's a great show from Jenny Taylor. If you like it, please connect with her. Go to mlnation.com and forward slash podcast. The whole list of podcasts is over there. And just uh, reach out to her. Connect with her. All the good goodies and nuggets of gold are right on right on the show notes page. Hey, if you like this, please uh, like these episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. iTunes have made it much, much easier to leave a review. So please do that. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for listening. Hey, I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Thank you for listening. Thanks again, Jenny Taylor. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.